Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for uh, the Union Tribune. My boss, Jay Posner. Um, I'm in Denver. This is a big series. It didn't even occur to me. You know, we've had the Padres are in contention all year, and we have either tried to downplay because it was earlier in the season and so much left to go, and that's still true here. But then... As I'm all right, let me take a look. Wow, the Rockies are two games behind the Padres. They had kind of sunk, and now they're, uh, you know, they've been winning, uh, playing some poor teams, and they're two games behind the Padres in the standings. So at the end of this four game series, Jay, the Padres could be as high as six games uh, above the uh, Rockies or two games behind the Rockies. And tell me what you think will happen given that this series is at Coors Field. Well, what I think will happen is the Padres will not be six games ahead of the Rockies okay. when it ends. Um, I, I would think anything else is possible. The idea that the Padres would go into Coors Field and win four games in a row that just seems impossible. And we can play this back if it happens and, and, and I'll own up to it. But based on, based on history, based on the way the Padres are pitching right now, based on just about anything – it's hard to imagine that happening. It's hard to imagine the Rockies winning four games in a row either. But, I mean, if I had to pick which one is more likely, unfortunately, I would pick that. They the do know how to sweeping. play here better. But they, they, right. Yeah. And they have the Padres, I think, have won, what is it, one of the last 10 series um, at Coors. And, and don't forget, it's, you know, it's two games, but it's really one in the all-important loss call. Uh, so if there's, you know, uh, that could turn around if the Rockies win you know, win three out of four, anything like that. There's no doubt, though, this is a big weekend. A little different feeling about the Padres just even after the last couple days against the Mariners. You know, we were on here Monday, or I guess it was just Tuesday, um, talking about how great everything looked after the win streak and they had a day off. And then they went out against Seattle, which is, you know, not a very good team. Uh, so, you know, they have some decent young players, obviously. And it is baseball. You don't expect to beat everybody. But Mariners not a great team. And really, the Padres are lucky to win one of the games. I mean, that was a, you know, I'm not a big believer, as I said last time, in the, you know, the win probability stuff that you have a 99.9% chance of, of winning at a certain point in the game. But I, I would bet that the Mariners had a 99.9% chance of winning yesterday when they had a four-run lead and two outs in the ninth inning and, and Austin Hedges at the plate. So nobody on uh, and right. Nobody on. And, and, you know, basically the, the Padres, you know, worst offensive regular, sorry, batting uh, at the, uh, at the time, but look, you know, it happened. It was great. And I got to prove my point yet again about momentum in sports, that it means absolutely nothing. It, uh, especially when it's in the hands of a starting pitcher. Right. And it means nothing. You know, the Mariners had all the momentum after scoring four runs in the top of the seventh and look what it got them. And the Padres had all the momentum after winning that game. And, you know, just really one of the most incredible finishes. And you'd have to say in the history of the franchise uh, of any franchise, I mean, scoring seven runs in the in the bottom of the last inning, it's it's you know, it's just something that never happens. And and yet it did. And every guy came up and either worked a walk or. I mean, Hedges got hit, but worked the walk or got a hit. And, and then Will Myers, you know, hit the bomb to, uh, to win it. So it was thrilling. And then a half an hour later, Garrett Richards went out. And, you know, it was, it was like, wait a minute. Didn't everybody just have a good feeling? 
Wonder what would happen if one of the Mariners had broken an unwritten rule in the in the top of the seventh there. You know, I, uh, or, I, I or, tweeted <laughs> I tweeted when Myers homered the Mariners, or I think it might have been when they tied it. It was before the home run when they tied it. I said the Mariners never should have stopped trying to score in the top of the seventh <laughs> inning because look what it look what it gets you. But you're you're, you're absolutely right. We can get bogged so you down. You want to talk good? You want to talk good or bad to start with? Well. I think that we have to, and it's interesting. You talk about this roller coaster we're on. Is this what happens when you cover or if you are a fan of a good team? Because it really, I haven't ridden any sort of roller coaster the two years I've been back doing baseball here because I knew who the Padres were. Right. But with every game counting, with you believing and them having demonstrated they're a legitimate contender, it's like, Oh man, the bullpen's in bad shape. What does that mean? All right, let's project this out. Um, and I think that's where we have to start in particular because they're going to Coors Field. Now, Joey Lucchese is on this trip and I fully expect that he will be activated and probably start on Saturday. Uh, they talk about him coming out of the bullpen. Uh, that's not how it is. Uh, Joey is a very deliberate person on and off the field. And one of those deliberate things is the way he gets ready for a game. And it will be as a starter. And that's what he has done. What is it? 49 times. And so I believe that's what will happen. Okay. It's so in, there's interesting. Let me just say real quick though. It's interesting though. They have not used Lucchese since what, like the seventh, eighth game of the season, uh, whatever his second start was, that was it for him. He got two starts. He was gone. And now it's going to be like, Hey, Joey, we're really struggling. We need you to bail us out. Oh, and we're playing at Coors Field. Good luck. Yeah, better than putting Mackenzie Gore in there for his debut. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah I wouldn't want. And Joey does have some either. history. Joey does mm-hmm. have some history when he throws strikes of having success at Coors Field. Now, just right. like everyone else, he's been shelled at Coors Field as well. <laughs> and and so, but so okay, that's great. I wanted to start there. That's quasi positive in the middle of the negative. In that, okay, you're going to have a guy who you really hope can fill at least some innings at the start of a game. Right. Is Emilio Pagan really okay? Because he didn't even warm up yesterday. And I'll go ahead and buy that Craig Stammen has been pitching well, and you ex- you think that it's a 3-3 game, our situation of our bullpen, you know, we don't have a lot of guys, and we think that Craig Stammen is the guy who can get us scoreless through this inning with who's up. But I don't know. Uh, the seventh yeah, I mean, inning like we- ninth inning. Yeah, exactly. Were they saving Pagan for the extra inning? It just doesn't seem – like the kind of thing you would normally. It seems like the kind of thing do. where we trust Craig because we'd like Emilio Pagan's bicep to get another day of rest. Or even a few more hours kind of, uh, kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, but I, I think you're, I think you're right. There's no question that Pagan's not hundred uh, percent. There's no question the Padres could use the return of Drew Pomerantz, which I think, uh, tomorrow, he's eligible to come back tomorrow, and and the indications are that he's coming back. But I, I mean, I would also say that that's. I, in fact, I even put uh, uh, Bryce Miller has a column up this morning about which we'll talk about the 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 subject here, which is what 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 the Padres should do with the trade deadline. And he mentioned the return of Drew Pomerantz, and I I did put in a parenthetical, hopefully, or hopeful return. Of yeah. Drew Pomerantz because that's one of those things. The way things go, and and the way you hear about injuries, and and this team about injuries. Let's wait until he's actually active and pitching before we say that Drew Pomerantz is coming back. Yeah, I have seen him throwing just so that you know, and uh, the the tone in which 
the uh, Padres talk about it. It does seem he's coming back, but you are absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. So you're coming into Coors Field where, you know, these poor pitchers, honestly. Uh, you know, and I, when I say that the Rockies know how to hit here, they just do. They know that if you put the ball in play, you got right. a really good chance. And, and that just – even when they have stunk, the, the Rockies have had a, a, generally speaking, a winning record at Coors Field. Uh, other teams come here and get demoralized. I'll probably write about it tonight. Got early deadlines. It's just such a beautiful park, and it's just such an awful place to play baseball. It really is. <laughs> I do think, it, it I do think out. Right, and I do think the way the Padres are hitting the ball that, I mean, we could be in for, you know, some of those Coors specials. Uh Tight games on more than one of them, even. Of course, we say that now, and it'll be three to two. But uh, more likely, we're in for some, you know, nine to eight. You know, a, a game like we saw yesterday, where somebody's up four runs, and you know, in the blink of an eye, all of a sudden they're down three runs. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that happens more at Coors Field than anywhere else. And so, if they are going to, which they are actively pursuing pitchers, is that person going to be here? Uh, are they going to send Ron Fowler's jet? to get him and is, you know, I don't know what the protocols are for a guy who gets traded. They are not going to fly him uh, even, you know, first class uh, unless they buy the whole plane out uh, or the whole cabin, I guess. Um, And still you're just, I don't care how bad you need him. And if you uh, acquired a Roldis Chapman and, you know, you were guaranteed he was going to come in and get you three outs Mm -hmm. to to get a win. You're not going to, expose your team to that so this will be very interesting how now, what's together now what's the protocol i know you can't go to anaheim next week right uh which is to me the weirdest thing in the world you can't go to the press box where you sit 10 feet from everybody and you wear a mask but the if only you've been on a park right but if you've been on a plane in the last two weeks you can't go i think unless you get a couple of tests or something like that so uh, i i'm guessing I mean, what, what sort of rules are in Anaheim for the players? Or, uh, for, I, well, I would assume point. those would be uniform throughout baseball. But it is an interesting question. It might be something to even ask about yeah. tonight. Like, what if, what if someone's traded? What are the procedures in terms of this person quarantining? I mean, I know when someone left, like, the NBA bubble, uh, you know, to go get chicken wings or, or uh, uh, you know, to go to go home for the birth of a child or anything like that. I think it was like a four-day quarantine when, uh, when they came back and they were plane. unable to play. It would have to be a charter plane, and and they will, you know, it's the same as what these guys do. They go on a charter, and yeah. so, uh, but, but I you think there'd be testing involved. You'd think there'd oh. be obviously testing involved and at least the intake process that is 24 hours long and the two tests just like when you had the intake so uh my point being they're not going to get that pitcher here in colorado unless the trade is being uh consummated right now and maybe he could pitch on monday um so which it could be i mean we you know we could be talking now or by the time this comes out for some people this afternoon um they could have a deal uh, done or i guess you know we could also get to uh, past this weekend with the, this weird series where they play Sunday afternoon and then a, not again until Monday night and an hour later than usual Monday night. I don't know what is going on with that. But um, but anyway, it means you get another couple nights in Denver instead of getting out on Sunday night. I, could, I actually had my flight booked, by the way, for that night because it didn't even occur to me <laughs> to check to see. And then I noticed it's not just 640 here. It's 7.40 here. Yeah. 
I, I, whatever. Uh, this whole season is bizarre. Uh, yeah. So why not exactly? Why not have another uh, bizarre part to to the season? But l- let's let's get to the straight away as as Bryce wrote today, and as a lot of most people have talked about, the Padres could really use an arm in this um, situation. And that's not to say they couldn't use another bat, maybe uh, as well. But I think the the priority at this point would be an arm. Uh, I, I think you can go either way on whether a reliever or a starter would be more useful uh, at this point. My, my feeling is more uh, it's probably a reliever, although that, and you kind of think that Chris Paddock and Garrett Richards are going to straighten, uh, straighten themselves out. I mean, those are the guys that we might see both of them a uh, very good chance. We see both of them this weekend. I mean, Paddock, I would assume would yes. probably pitch on, on Sunday. Um the plan you know like you said probably Lucchese Saturday and then I wouldn't be surprised to see Garrett Richards come back on uh on Monday uh no that would have had three days in between uh starts he didn't throw didn't throw that much yesterday and, and he called you know, it a bullpen. I get, and and the question is who else do you have I mean unless you're gonna you're probably gonna need a guy like Quantrill uh you know to piggyback with somebody in the next couple of days so uh, you know, guys like him and Strom and Patino, I would think we'd see a lot. Those are the guys that you're going to need to have ready, early, you know, early in games. At this point, just as we predicted, you know, you're saying, uh, well, what happens if Zach Davies doesn't go six innings? You know, just like we expected that he would be the most reliable guy on the staff. Uh, <laughs> you know, that Denelson Lamette had a terrible game yesterday, but it wasn't Denelson Lamette. Uh, and he's right. not pitching here this weekend. So uh, this is just, that's my thing. It's like, wow, this series could get ugly, which probably means they do pull off a sweep. Uh, but- well, and it could get ugly except for the fact that, like you said, the offense, you know, you've got a lot of guys who are swinging the bat well, and we should start with Manny Machado, who, you know, I know people have been disappointed in at times during his uh, during his stay in San Diego. I mean, I do think I, I do think Manny's year last year, you know, look, for four months, he, he was pretty much what you would have expected from Manny Machado. The last two months – were very disappointing. He's a, he's admitted that, whatever the reasons were. Uh, came back this year, did not get off to a particularly good start. But again, it's a couple of weeks uh, in what's normally a long season. But man, he's really turned it around uh, here in the last, I don't know, what is it, three weeks or so, Kevin? And I think his season OPS now is over a thousand, if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken, or it's right around there. And and with him and T- with him and Tatis uh, in you know two three in that order. Uh, and then, you know, Hosmer come up with some big hits and and Cronenworth and Myers and, uh, you know, Grisham at the top. I mean, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good one through six, at least that they've got going before you even get down to where you might have Profar or Garcia or a Josh Naylor, you know, guys, uh, guys like that. It's a good one through six. And it's guys who, for the most part. Every time they come up, they're going to have a good at bat. You, that's what you're expecting. Now, right now, you're expecting Manny Machado is going to get on base. Is what you're expecting. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. It's their OPS over 1300 over the last. Uh, what is it? It's August 9th, so it's like uh, 18 games or something. And over the yeah. last, uh, and his hitting streak is nine games. It's over 1700, almost 1800. It, it, it's with six home runs, I think, in those nine games. It's 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 incredible. And and he is energized by being on a good team. So you no right. question. His four, his four months last year were pretty good, and the team was okay. But I think mm-hmm. even he, in the back of his mind, knew that that was fool's gold. This year, it's like I'm really good, and my team's really good. My hits matter 
I mean, this is a perpetual thing that is very, very good for the Padres. Um, and like everybody, he does pretty well at Coors Field. So, uh, I... Um, and Jake Cronenworth, we should talk about. Uh, 11, 11 game hitting streak. You know, it's it's funny. We 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 planned a, a, a feature on him for this Sunday's paper, and and uh, Jeff Sanders wrote it. And we were thinking, and you and I talked briefly, and just said, well, the only thing that could mess it up is if you know he goes into some sort of skid, and instead he just he just keeps hitting. Yep. Um, you know, a little bit of concern on a couple of double plays. He hasn't been able to to turn, but I, I don't. You know, look, second base is not his. Uh, probably not his best position. Um, even no, I that's think first base. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but again, he's he's been more, way more than anybody could have expected. Oh. Uh, you know, when the when the trade was made, and and I'm I'm sure Tampa. If, you know, there's no way Tampa expected this because if they had, they wouldn't have traded him. Yeah. Uh, no matter what sort of uh, you know room you problems you had, right? Where you didn't have it. That's my understanding. Is you know, that's how Tampa operates. But there's just no way you trade a guy like this as the throw-in. Uh, so we'll see. So anyway, look for that story this weekend and the newsletter, which everyone should be subscribing to. They really should. Absolutely. <laughs> they really, really should. It even you says on online. the bottom of the screen for those watching. You yeah, you can, uh, you can go on, even if you're not subscribing now online, uh, it's online every day. And then inside there, there's a couple different places you can uh, click on to uh, sign up. It's real easy. And, and I'm getting a lot of feedback that people enjoy it, Jay. So uh, and I'm let, me, let me, let me have you make a prediction here that of course we won't hold you to, but um, on a scale of, I guess, like, one to four, how likely is it the Padres, when we talk again, and we should probably talk on Tuesday, even though it's an off day, uh, depending on your travel schedule, we should try to talk Tuesday because the trading deadline is Monday, I believe, right? So um, do I have the calendar right? Is, is, I think Monday's the 31st. Monday um, is the 31st, and I'm not sure if this is on my end or, or or yours, but you're going in and out there. Probably mine in my hotel. I don't know, but I I'm see not sure. I'm not going in and out. Like I can see myself, okay. and, it's, and it's delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> on a scale, I don't know if you you gave me on a scale of 1 to 10. Is that what you wanted there? I'm 1 gonna... to 10 is fine. How likely yeah. is it they make a deal? I think it's an 8. I really do. I don't have any okay. names for you. I don't, but they, they, they seem to be – highly engaged and also highly uh, aware of the the need that, that as they obviously and and you know rightly so profess publicly their belief in their bullpen and I'm not saying it's not legitimate but what would you expect yeah. um, the fact is they need pitchers and if it's a starter it's not a rental it's you're, you're you've also you've shrunk the pool there because you want a guy who's uh, controllable for maybe three years after this, at least two years after this. Right. Uh, relievers, eh, it could be a dime a dozen, but you don't want just an arm, especially if you do believe in your bullpen and you believe that these guys are going to bounce back. I do want to point out, like, this bullpen is just in a in a bad way. You had Kirby Yates, you had Drew Pomerantz, you had Emilio Pagan, and then you had Craig Stammen. Craig Stammen wasn't up here this year. He was down yeah. here this year. Well, now, once again, he's having to be up here this year because Kirby's gone. Drew's been gone. Emilio's been hurt. So, like, they know they need to fill this in so that Craig Stammen can come back and be that fifth, sixth inning guy facing putting in, him in the positions to succeed. When Craig Stammen is matched up against the right guys, 
it's like a no brainer. He's in and out of that inning at 12 pitches. Um, and I thought yesterday he was, I mean, look, uh, he was, he was a little bit unlucky yesterday. I mean, again, a bunt single, obviously it's his fault for being a guy. Um, Hedges makes a terrible play that really messed up the inning because now you have to bring the infield in in. and the next batter hits a ground ball that, and again, you you can't judge on what would have happened if runners are at first and second, you know, guys get pitched differently. I, I, I don't believe you can just say that, but the next two ground balls were both ground ball. The next two hits were both ground balls. They were hit right to, to fielders if they're in their normal position. And so it just, I look, Salmon is what he is. He has a bunch of really good outings and then he has a terrible outing. And it's like any of those guys. And, and this is where, you know, I always laugh at, at criticism of, of managers with any team, you know, when a guy in the bullpen gets hit. Well, if he had known he was, it was going to be one of those really bad outings, he probably wouldn't have used him that day. I mean, you just don't know which day is going to be which. And Stamets had some really good outings. Um, and again, there's a whole bunch of, of other guys out there, and we're going to see them all, I'm sure, this weekend. Uh, but the bullpen yesterday was was uh, in the second game. I mean, look, Luis Perdomo pitched really well um, with the uh, with the big deficit, and uh, I think you know Bednar ended up giving up a couple hits or a couple runs in his second yeah. inning. But uh, Patino, I think, was out there um, uh, yesterday, and uh, so again, you're going to see guys out there and. Some of them are going to be good, and a couple of them probably won't be. And and then the off, we'll see if the offense can can pick them up. But they they definitely need to get some a couple of decent outings at least from some starting pitchers. pitchers Luis Perdomo was so good yesterday, Jay. Like that slider, and it makes like, you go, "All right, this is why they've kept him." I know. Like, it's incredible how good he can be. I sent you. I, I remember I was researching something for a, a story. Just some fact checking, which yeah, we actually do that sometimes. Uh, and there was a story about Perdomo and how he had like overcome, and he wasn't a Rule Five guy anymore, and he had had a great outing. And this is why the Padres kept him. And I sent it to you and Jeff, and it was from from 2016. And it's like we've been we've been doing this all along, and he just obviously hasn't found the consistency. But yeah. again, he's one of those guys you throw him out there, and on a day like yesterday, he was tremendous. And other days you could put him out there and he has no idea where the ball's going and he gets hit around and you're like, why is this guy still around? Yesterday so, is why he's still around. I, I, w- I started on the stamina uh, tangent to talk about the Potters are aware they need to get some back end of the bullpen guys to make their bullpen better. That said, a starter wouldn't hurt. And so they're going down that avenue too, because as we've talked about before, you can't have too many starters and you can move guys to the bullpen once you don't need a fifth starter anymore. Right. right now, they don't have five starters. Right now, this last turn through, they didn't have three starters. They had a couple openers. And <laughs> actually, Chris well, Paddock ended up battling through five innings, but he put yeah. his team in a hole big time in the first couple innings. Um, so, And if you get an arm in the bullpen, maybe you can use Cal Quantrill as a starter. I mean, there's, all, you know, there's that sort of... Uh, there's that sort of thing as well. So it's anyway, it's fun to be talking, as we've said all season, it's fun to be talking about games that matter. Uh, Watching games at Coors is always an experience. It's always a roller coaster for, for, for fans. And uh, so we wish everyone well for the weekend. Uh, It it might be a long one watching uh, some of these games, but uh, we'll, we'll see how much fun it is. And uh, we'll try to get back here on Tuesday to talk about what happened on the weekend as well as at the trading deadline, uh, the Padres are off that day before a uh, a quick series in Anaheim, and then off to Oakland 
to uh, to finish up next week. So, Kevin, enjoy your uh, enjoy your time in Denver. I hope there's no uh, hope there's no delays of any kind. <laughs> no, it's just the Coors Field delay. The, the Coors uh, Field delay. Four hour yeah. game. All right. <laughs> Thanks, we'll everybody. Talk to everyone next week. Thank you.